Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. Where the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better wake them up, get them up, get them going Friday on B&E. Weekend is here. It's a busy one at that. Lots to do, including the uh, Super Regional Round of the NCAA Baseball Tournament resuming today. Four games today, four more tomorrow, and that will include the Texas Longhorns at Sunken Diamond out in Palo Alto. Big-time series getting rolling. Best of three. First team to win two games. We'll head to Omaha. Of course, uh, two of the winningest programs in college baseball history squaring off. Longhorns trying to punch a ticket to Omaha for the 39th time. Stanford trying to get there again. They've been there uh, 18 times before, looking for 19. Should be a heck of a series. We'll preview that and all the series this weekend. 16 teams remaining at eight different sites. We'll certainly preview that. Also, big baseball weekend in the major leagues. Got college softball national champion crowned last night. And what a dominant run it was. Got NFL news. Dalvin Cook is available. DeAndre Hopkins available. We'll dive into the very latest on those fronts. Of course, golf has been a big story this week. We'll check in in Canada and get you ready for the uh, the weekend there. So a lot to do. Should be a fun Friday, and we're glad you're with us. Four hours of fun and conversation begin right now uh, here on B&E. Appreciate you finding us. Whoever you do, could be on 104.9 on the FM dial, maybe 101.9 FM. Of course, AM 1260 always there. And digitally, you've got us on the Horn app. Wherever you go, just a couple clicks of a button, and you're listening to us live. Although Also, those baseball games this weekend, if you're going to be traveling, make sure you got that Horn app locked in. You can listen to the Longhorn baseball games wherever you are. Also, on uh, your smart speaker at home and work, and always Mr. Godbolt, streaming for you live and digitally right there at our website at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers, soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. We do appreciate it each and every day, and to your families. Uh, to all you Gold Star families out there, thank you for sharing your loved ones with us. Thank you very, very much. And it's about to get hot up in here next week. Yeah, it is wow. coming. It's uh, June 9 now, of course, and uh, it's going to get warmer and warmer. And yes. The uh, official start of the summer, which is around the corner, and uh, yeah, it's going to be warm. Warm and muggy. A little rain shower rolled through yesterday, yeah, mid-afternoon as well, uh, which, uh, you know. Some thunder and lightning, a little bit of rain. Um. Yeah, it did. Came 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 through pretty good. Some areas got a couple inches of rain yesterday afternoon. Uh, so should be you know warm and uh, kind of the same thing. Could have a, yeah. a, a spring storm rolling through next week. We'll get into the one hundred twos and all that other madness. 
Well, I remember. I just remember last year we were getting into the hundreds, early June. Yeah, actually, like late May and into early June. At least we haven't gotten there yet, and uh, have had plenty of rain here in the last few weeks, which is a good thing. Into yeah, we the need weekend, it. You're right, uh, without a doubt. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun Friday coming off Buck Off Thursday last night. Buck uh, watched the first three episodes of uh, the ride, the ride, the, uh, the 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 Buck and Broncos or the Buck and Bulls. Uh, we've all told you about that, of course. Austin Gamblers Pro Rodeo Team here in town. Uh, I got to watch my wife and I and my uh, my daughter, who's back in town, come back from uh, her her uh, about to start her summer school, but she's back for the weekend. Uh, Going to celebrate her birthday this weekend, so we watched the first three episodes of that. It's really really good, Buck. I highly recommend the ride on Prime Video if you get an opportunity to do so. There wasn't a lot of sports on last night. There was a hockey game, which we'll get you the score of. There was a college softball game, uh, but man, uh, took that in. And we'll report. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, the two ladies in the room enjoyed it too. It's really good. Uh, get yourself behind the scenes of the uh, Pro Bull Run. It, it it can be terrifying too to watch those dudes climb up on those bulls. But it's the uh, it documents the first season of the team series of uh, Pro Bull Riding. Yeah, the behind the scenes with and, these riders. Oh yeah, you get from, to know their, their families. Some really cool storylines, and uh, a couple of the Austin riders are featured, and it, it's it's really good. Highly recommend. If you're looking for something to stream and watch. Uh, it goes pretty quickly as well, and uh, we ended up watching three full episodes last night uh, to get rolling here. So uh, good stuff. Uh, just a, a recommendation, having seen some of those last night. Uh, good stuff there. But a lot to dive into this morning, a lot to get you caught up with. There's big high school baseball, college baseball, pro baseball, some softball. Let's get you caught up on the news of the morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. We'll start with the big leagues. Major League Baseball, third straight loss for the Astros last night in Toronto. And they could have a greater concern. Blue Jays rallied for three in the fifth to beat the Punchel Strohs three to two. Astros' biggest power source is Jordan Alvarez. He exited that game in the third inning with what the team is calling a right oblique, where what team is labeled right oblique discomfort. He'll be reevaluated today ahead of their series in Cleveland. Draw, loss drops Houston five full games back in the first place. Rangers who had the night off. They open a very intriguing three-game weekend series tonight in Tampa. Early June showdown with the uh, two clubs with the best records in baseball. Texas comes in at 40-21. and 21. Rays are a league-best 46-21. and 21. They're 29-6 and six at Tropicana Field. Should be fun that week this weekend. College softball, Oklahoma Sooners cap their historic run through the softball season with a 3-1 win over Florida State last night in Oklahoma City. They claim the program's third straight national championship. How about this? Sooners finished here at 61-1. They won 53 games in a row between mid-February and last night. Uh, pretty amazing. College baseball's road to Omaha resumes today with day one of the Super Regional round. 16 teams at eight sites, four games starting at 1, uh, 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, game one, seventh-ranked Virginia hosting Duke. Four o'clock this afternoon, the streaking TCU Horn Frogs will host Indiana State. Frogs have won 15 of their last 16 games or nine in a row. They've scored 104 runs. In those nine straight wins, see if they can be, keep those bats sizzling. At 5 o'clock today, 15th-ranked South Carolina is at second-ranked Florida. And then tonight, Oregon will host Oral Roberts. There are four more game ones, of course, tomorrow. That includes the Longhorns in Palo Alto to face eighth-ranked Stanford. Longhorns won three straight games at the Coral Gables Regional last weekend to advance. That included back-to-back wins over ninth-ranked Miami, the host team. They're going to face an equally tough challenge with the Stanford Cardinal this weekend. Stanford has won 22 of their 30 home games at Sunken Diamond. They feature a dynamic lineup that ranks in the top 15 nationally in batting average, slugging percentage, home runs, and runs per game at nearly nine. Game one from Sunken Diamond is set for tomorrow afternoon, five o'clock. Lucas Gordon on the mound for the Longhorns. You can hear it and listen to it live right here on the Horn. 
445 on the pregame. Game two is set for Sunday. Game time has not been announced for that game. It's a TV decision. Uh, of course, there would be an if-necessary game on Monday. Also on Saturday, top-ranked Wake Forest, hosting Alabama. Kentucky faces LSU in Baton Rouge. Or will face, yeah, travel to LSU to face uh, the Tigers there in Baton Rouge. Southern Miss will host Tennessee. Texas High School Baseball State Championships continue today and tonight at Dell Diamond. That includes the uh, this evening's West Austin invasion. That's right, a packed house expected when Westlake rolls in to face Pearland in the 6A state semifinal this evening. Chaps have already run a school record 40 games this season. They'll try to win two more to win their first state title since the 80s. They're 40-4 and on the year. Chaps are 10-1 and this postseason. They're going to face a 37-win Pearland team that has also won 10 of their 11 playoff games on their road to Round Rock. Game is set for 7 o'clock tonight at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Cypress Woods will face Flower Mound in the other 6A semifinal. Winners will meet on Saturday night. And in hockey last night, Florida Panthers topped the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals on home ice. 3-2 in overtime. Golden Knights still lead that best-of-seven series two games to one. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Should also mention, Buck, over at the uh, Mike A. Myers Track and Field Stadium, they're having the NCAA championships. Texas well, those are, those are na- the national championships. Yeah, correct? national championships. That's what I and Texas Gene, uh, Junior Leo Newberger, Newbauer, I should say. Newbauer, is that how we say his name? Uh, he's a junior. He set the NCAA record, not just won the national championship, he set the NCAA record in the decathlon with uh, 8,836 points yesterday, held off George's Cal Garland. Uh, who had been the previous record holder. So pretty impressive right there. Just a junior, Leo New- Newbauer. Yeah, I watched the steeplechase yesterday. I, You know, if there was anything for track and field for me, I think the steeplechase until they hit that water deal. <laughs> With their and, foot? Oh, and my and my feet got wet. You know, you'd run around and then you'd jump into that. That that would do it for stinky me. Stinky feet? Yeah. Stinky feet, wet feet, no thanks. Mm-mm. It looked good. The city looked good, too. You could see the, the capital oh, and everything. That was bright and clear. Yep, good stuff. And that's going on this weekend. So, obviously, if you're a fan of track and field, uh, you got the national championships going, championships going on right here. you got the big high school baseball f- games going on at Dell Diamond. They start at 9 o'clock this morning with the 3A yep. semifinals. They've been going all week since Wednesday. Uh, and, you know, Westlake, tell you going to that game tonight. You're going to be out at the Dell Diamond. Yeah, me and Derek Cohen will be there. A fellow Westlake Chaparral alum, Derek Cohen. Uh, we'll be in the house from Flex ATX and our our, our uh, behind the scenes team here at the Horn. So uh, you you have you seen this team play this year at forty and four? I have pretty good ball club, pretty good ball club trying to win a state title. What'd you tell me the first time they they won their last state title in nineteen eighty four? Yes, eighty and eighty four. Eighty and eighty four. Think- Calvin Chiraldi was eighty. Calvin Troy. Wasn't Kelly Gruber, Gruber on yeah, the uh, 84 I team? I actually played with his son, really? too, which was interesting. I didn't I didn't even know who Kelly Gruber was until I met his son. Really? Um, he was really – he wasn't quite the athlete, but he was really fast, funny kid. Um, good good being friends with him growing up. Well, there you go. Well, well, we've got, we've got baseball on the brain this weekend. Uh, obviously, the Longhorns uh, taking their, their – from the East Coast now to the far West Coast and uh, up in Palo Alto – uh, it should be a fun series and fun weekend of college baseball. If you're a college baseball fan, this is one of the better days because you've whittled it down to 16 teams and you'll have games all day starting at 11 a.m. Uh, so, you know, fire TCU, that up. What time is TCU? 5 play? o'clock. 5, Five o'clock, o'clock, o'clock from Fort Worth. Uh, they'll try to keep their engine rolling. And, uh, you know, it's amazing with TCU. You know, we've seen the Longhorns this year, of course, on, on a bit of a roller coaster and uh, been up and down. TCU, one month ago, you would, TCU wouldn't have been in the tournament. I mean, there was no way they were going to make the tournament. This team struggling. was struggling. Yeah, their pitching staff was a mess. 
Uh, it was just they were not like they were going to make the field of sixty four. They were just kind of scuffling along, and that was when the Longhorns went in there and took two out of three games from them. If you remember, it was a series that because of weather moved from, from a Friday, Saturday, Sunday to Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Longhorns won the first two, and then uh, on, on a Monday, TCU when Tanner Witt, of course, remember Tanner Witt made his return. And uh, TCU got the bats going against Tanner, who struggled early. Ended up scoring 15 runs in that game. If you go back and look, that's really where their the uptick started. They came off that Texas series, and they've been outstanding since that day. And uh, you know, come into this game today with 15 of 16 wins, nine straight. And as I said in the update, they've scored 104 runs in those nine games, Buck. I mean, you do the math on that: 104 runs in nine wow. games. That's double digits a game. I mean, they are just you know in baseball parlance they, they call it hand in the baton they're just you know having great at bats and the next guy gives it to the next guy and gives it to the next guy they've got power in the lineup but man they just they just string big innings together uh, and make your just wear out your pitching staff and they're doing a heck of a job heck of a job with that and man sometimes you need some good fortune and to have a situation where you go to Fayetteville and and win the regional and then the situation with Indiana State you get the host Oh yeah, that that helps yeah, a lot now, right now, there. Now they, you know, the team that's the number one. And you're throwing up a dozen a game. Yeah, well, and then you get your home crowd behind you, and you don't have to travel. Indiana State's got to feel a, bit, a little bit bummed, and uh, like, oh man, we we did our part. They played into the top sixteen this year. The Sycamores did, and by no fault of their own, they're having to travel this weekend. So that's at five o'clock today. It's a great uh, weekend of baseball. They're just really good good matchups. The Longhorns and Stanford with two historic teams and. Uh, in college baseball, the the all SEC matchups that we've got with you know, Kentucky and LSU and South Carolina, um, you know, which will be today. The, the Kentucky LSU is tomorrow, but you also have South Carolina and Florida and Gainesville, which will be a real good series. So looking forward to that. Duke, Virginia, Wake Forest is the number one team in the country. Uh, they'll be playing Alabama this weekend uh, in a best two out of three. So great college baseball, high school, and the pros with the with the Rays and Rangers. Uh, from Tropicana Field. So all things we'll be looking forward to this weekend and talking about uh, and getting into it. Uh, Buck, when you are when you look at uh, your your the, the move yesterday that came down with, with Dalvin Cook, released by the Minnesota Vikings, not surprising. This has been ongoing, this whole conversation of you know when he would finally become available. Well, he's available now. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me start with you with your Minnesota Vikings. Is this a, this is a team that won 13 games last year? Uh, they lost in the playoffs to the New York Football Giants, but uh, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, getting rid of a, a guy who scored 52 touchdowns in his career, he's over a thousand yards last year. But um, you know, they don't they don't feel like his value is. Well, they're what pretty he good with their with their second running back. They feel pretty confident about what Alexander, he can do. Alexander Madison. He's not Dalvin Cook, though. He's not. He really he really isn't. I mean, I know people like him, but he's he's not this guy. But they've got to they've got to do something about their defense. I mean, their offense they're going to have plenty of weapons. You know. You got Addison coming along yeah, with Jordan with, Addison yeah. to go with uh, Justin Jefferson at wide I think they receiver. Have plenty, plenty, and you know they're they're solid enough on offense. I know they snuck by a bunch of games, you know, late and last year, but it's their defense that really, really struggles. They've got to do something about their defense. So yeah, they fired their defensive coordinator after that loss to the Giants in the playoffs. If you remember that game? It was it was a one score game. But the, the New York Giants were by no means a juggernaut offensively no. last year. And they went in there and um, you know Daniel Jones had guys running wide open. and uh, He was running all over the place. He was, he was doing what he wanted to do. Saquon Barkley. Uh, and you're right. You've got to, you know, it's, 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 it's more of an offensive league these days, but you still have to be able to stop people. And the Vikings could not. No. And, uh, you know, I, I will say that, you know, I don't typically watch the Vikings week in, week out like you do but and others do, but I did have Dalvin Cook on our fantasy team last year. I oh, did, so man, I didn't pay good. attention. No, he was just okay. 
he was just okay last year. That's what I kept. I mean, I, we had but throughout him, his career, he's been he's fantastic. been great. Yes. He's been great. But last year he was, and you know that was the idea was when Kevin O'Connell took over as the head coach there, coming in from the L.A. Rams that. You know, he was going to be the primary weapon. Well, the primary weapon turned into Justin Jefferson. Always will be. Yeah, because O'Connell went, went you know, kind of like Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup with the Rams. That, okay, that's our best combination. Let's just have Kirk Cousins throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. And it became more of a passing team. And I think that's where they're headed now. And, and you know, obviously with the, the diminished role of a running back and the value of the running back position, Dalvin Cook available. The other side of that is where will he sign? Because he is a 27-year-old playmaker. And there's interest for sure. Two leading contenders appear to be the Denver Broncos and with, with Sean Payton, now their head coach, of course, and Russell Wilson. Uh, but the front runner is probably the Miami Dolphins, who, uh, boy, they're just loading up on offensive. Yeah, he's from the Miami area. But I, I, the one I worry about, if, if he gets to the Bills, I think that changes the fate of the Bills. That's how good I think he is, would go along with the quarterback and the wide receiver there. Yeah, his brother plays there, too. Yeah. Uh, James Cook is a young player out of Georgia. Uh, second year running back there, but, but they did. But remember, the, the Bills brought in Damian Harris from the Patriots in free agency. They drafted another running back this year, if memory serves. So they're they're okay. But yes, Dalvin Cook's a difference maker at that position. There is no doubt he wasn't as good as he's been, last, you know, in his career last year. But I think that was more of the the offense that they began to run. In, I think in he's Minnesota. one of the best backs in, in the league behind, behind Nick Chubb. Ooh, who is the best running back in the league right now? Is it Christian McCaffrey? Best running back um, in football. I mean, all around, if if McCaffrey's if he's healthy, he would be. But Nick Chubb is a stud. Nick Chubb is a stud, and he's got a good offensive line there. Um, and there's still talk that DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, who is all, another one of the, the big-name free agents here this summer, could be looking at Cleveland with his relationship with Deshaun Watson. Uh, so, yeah, that team, you know, Cleveland's an interesting team. There's a lot of the interesting teams in the AFC uh, with a lot of talent. But uh, Miami Eugene Robinson could be the... The best running back best in the league at the end of this year. You think, I think so? That's, that's a real possibility. Well, he, you know, the, he's going to get enough carries in Atlanta. He's going to get a chance to prove well, it. I mean, the, like we said, who else is there? Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey. I think he does a lot of similar things to Christian McCaffrey. He does, uh, and they they plan to use him a lot like Christian McCaffrey uh, in in Atlanta. But remember, the Atlanta Falcons also had a thousand yard rookie running back last year. In Tyler Algiers, they had Cordero Patterson. BYU, yeah. I mean, they're going to be moving Bijan all over the place. But yeah, for, for things that you do within a, in a dynamic offense, Bijan can get there. I don't know if we get him to uh, bet. And where do we put Saquon Barkley on that list of best running backs in pro football? Healthy last year, was in the MVP mix, helped a lot the of Giants make the, yeah, he, uh, make the playoffs. If he's healthy, top three. Yeah, yeah for sure. Top three, yeah. Uh, but you know, I think Dalvin Cook is not too far out of that conversation. I think Nick Chubb is your your, your call of Nick is right. And remember, with Nick Chubb in Cleveland, that's Kevin Stefanski running that. Uh, you know, that it's a run based offense, and then play right. action off of it. Then uh, we're in that wide zone, and uh, you know, Nick Chubb behind a really good offensive line, and that's the hope that Deshaun Watson can revert to form and 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 with a full off season and running that team. Because uh, the, the we're talking about Dalvin Cook, but the Browns could be a handful. If, if Deshaun Watson gets anywhere close to where he was. Remember when he was in Houston at the end, he was a top-five quarterback in this league. Yeah, and now if Dalvin Cook's brother, I mean, if his brother's in Buffalo, he's not going to go there. I would agree. Yeah, and he probably won't. He's saying, bro, why are you coming to take my carries? Yeah, he won't do that. He doesn't want to do I'll that. see you at Christmas, bro. Don't be coming and taking the ball from him. And if Miami is available for him, he, he's from my, that area, good Lord. I think that's where he's headed. And that's that's scary. I mean, Stay away from Philly. I don't. I don't even know how to handicap the AFC right now. I mean, each division. I mean, the only thing you know is that the AFC South, where the Texans play, is garbage. 
Uh, Jacksonville should walk away and win that. But Chargers then, keeping their running back? Oh, yeah, Austin Eckler. He's there. He's Austin Eckler's really back. good. He's so not Is- Isaiah Spiller there as well. Well, I got, and then I would have to put Eckler in the top five too. I well, mean, well, as far as productive players, well, without numbers, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, and that's why he's wanting a new contract. Now they did. Uh, you know, the Chargers didn't give him the money he wanted because they don't give running backs that much these days, unless you're Jerry Jones and you're paying Zeke Elliott. But you, um, <laughs> the uh, he'll be back, Zeke, Coach, uh, Coach Zeke. Well, you. Um, they gave Austin Eckler's, you know, they kind of reworked his deal and put a bunch of incentive clauses in there so he can make more money if he performs like he has. And if they get to where they want to be, they'll pay him yeah. the following year if he still has the same kind of year because he's been the most consistent in the last three years, right? Numbers-wise, yeah. touchdowns. He has. Scoring zone kind of guy. He has. Well, and remember— Catching passes, yep. With Dalvin Cook, it's kind of interesting to me that you know Mike McDaniels is a Kyle Shanahan protege. Mike McDaniels the head coach in Miami— Came from San Francisco and that Kyle Shanahan scheme. I mean, you could see, you know, Dalvin Cook to Miami. He could use him in a in a way that Christian McCaffrey has used in San Francisco. But Dalvin Cook can do similar things. He's great in the passing game. Uh, you know, he's a dynamic weapon, and that just make I mean, you know, the, the question in Miami would then be to his health, right? I mean, that that's the if he could stay healthy. Because when he was healthy last year, the Miami Dolphins' offense was pretty much unstoppable. Yes. And now you would add a, a you know, top five to top six playmaker at the running back position. Last year they had Jeff Wilson. Um, you know they had they were kind of a running back by committee, and they had some injuries there. The guy from the 49ers, right? Yes. They had speed. They, 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 well, that, that's what they do. Their speed incorporated at Miami, and Dalvin Cook would add to that coming back home to play for his hometown team. Uh, that would be some. You know, we talk about the AFC East with the Jets adding Aaron Rodgers. New England or Buffalo is seen as the team to beat. Uh, New England is New England. You still have Bill Belichick, and now Bill O'Brien is back to call the offensive so plays. back in New England, Stephen, the kid from Oklahoma, Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, who they like a lot uh, in New England. And look, Bill O'Brien, because people are leaving New Orleans, New England for you know out in the cold here in that division, and maybe so somebody's going to finish in last place. There's only four teams, but they could all have seven, eight, nine wins and jockeying yeah. for the playoffs. But let me say this about New England. You know, Bill, whatever you know, Texans fans' memories are of Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien was a really good offensive play caller when he was in Houston, when he had Deshaun Watson. His problem was his general manager, and just once he took on too many roles and too many labels in once Houston. Once they gave him too much. Yeah, he took too much control and, you know, became a, a, you know, doing everything and a master of none kind of deal, and it all fell apart in Houston. We know that, but, you know, Bill O'Brien was a rising coach. He had the Texans in the playoffs. He had this quarterback in Deshaun Watson, was a pretty good play caller. And now he's back. And then certainly Bill O'Brien is an upgrade from what they had last year. Oh, there's for no poor, doubt. For poor Mac Jones with two defensive guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Patricia and uh, it was the uh, Joe Judge running the offense, which was a mess. They're still one of the best defenses in pro football. And one of the best pass rushes in pro football. That's always going to be the case with the Bill Belichick team. So if they're improved offensively, watch out. I mean, and again, that's that division. Who's going to win it? I mean, Buffalo, gosh, they kind of stepped back a little bit last year. The Dolphins are scary. If they had Dalvin Cook. Um, the the Jets were would have been in a, you know, potentially a playoff team a year ago if they had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, uh, so they're right there. And then you throw New England in there. Uh, that division itself, I mean, handicap that bad boy. Um, like you said, somebody's got to be last. Someone's got to be first. Someone's got to be last. Yep. Uh, you say that about that division, the a- the AFC North, where you've got Cincinnati and Joe Burrow as the the champs, but Pittsburgh thinks they're improved since uh, Cleveland. We just talked about are a wild card. Uh, they'll be in the mix in, in Baltimore, finally resolve the Lamar Jackson situation, and he'll be back. And they've added Odell Beckham Jr., and uh, they drafted the, the receiver out of, of Boston College. So, I mean,
mean, it's just you know, throw them in a hat. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Cincinnati's the favorite in that division. I think Buffalo's the favorite up in the East, and I think Patrick Mahomes are. That's the one thing we know, right? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are the team to beat. Yes. Everything else? Oh yeah. Everything else is up in the air. You're right. <laughs> um, who knows? And that's what we look forward to in the National Football League season. But no thought of Dalvin Cook in, to your Dallas Cowboys tie. I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I just well, I, I don't I, think it's going to happen at this point. And I've said it since uh, DeAndre Hopkins got released. You know, the Cowboys need Dalvin Cook more than they need DeAndre Hopkins. If you're going to sign one or the other, yes. but pursue one yes. or the other. Because, I would say, yeah, for sure. Because if you want to be a run-based team that runs the ball more and you know lives on your defense and, and protect your quarterback a little bit, you know when you're talking Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn, and Malik Davis, and plus Ronald Jones, that's your backfield. If you have if if, if Dalvin Cook has any interest and you've got any salary cap room that can make oh, it yeah. work, you better be involved in that because that guy. I mean, you're chasing Philadelphia right now in your own division, um, San Francisco, and you've shown when you get to the playoffs you need more weapons than less. You haven't been able to score points. You've been a really good offense in the in the regular season, but you know postseason comes around, and the San Francisco 49ers just throw a blanket over your offense. They've got to figure that out. Dalvin Cook uh, absolutely would be a guy you should be talking to, but it, it feels like there's a there's a marriage brewing with the Miami Dolphins. But we'll follow that story now that he is available as of yesterday. Also continuing to pick through the the, the news that developed from the PGA's merger with Liv and the golf side of things. We'll get to that coming up. We've got the first round in the books and the second round underway up in Canada. We'll get the very latest on that front as well. But it's a big baseball weekend. Got the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. We've got a Craig Way report coming your way. Some B&E facts of the day. It's a Friday. Into your weekend, 9 June. Glad you're with us. Just getting warmed up. B&E. B&A with you on this Friday morning. Plenty of baseball on the brain. A lot of it to come. Oklahoma's softball team won the national championship last night. About 53 straight wins, 61 in one season. I believe that's the greatest win percentage in yeah, any. I watched that game last night. Well, they're they're dominating three to one the final. I was uh, stuck watching, not stuck. I got I got sucked into watching the uh, the ride on Amazon or on uh, Prime Video. Good stuff. The, uh, the 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 bull riding that we've been telling you about with the Austin Gamblers, really a good show. Uh, so yeah, I, I missed the hockey game and I missed the uh, the softball game because I got. So I said, let's let's watch the first episode, see how it goes. Man, it was like three episodes later. We're still watching. Really good uh, good show. But yeah, uh, hockey. Was how was good. the hockey? Hockey I, I finally Florida got a win. I, I was disappointed in Vegas. I thought they were spending all their time looking for bodies last night. Looking for you bodies. Know, yeah, looking for people with their heads down and trying to take them out, and they did. And the, when they were down one nothing, they got they got that goal in the second in the second period. But they're they're better skaters than the Panthers. But they spent so much time. I don't know if they were is that retaliation for some hits that they may have taken. But they're better skaters. But they were looking for just hits last night. E, you know, guys that had their heads down. and they got them too. By the way, it wasn't like they didn't get them. They lifted about three guys right off the ice who had their heads down coming up coming up ice. But I didn't think they skated last night. I thought they were spending more time trying to be physical than actually skating last night. It caught up to them a little bit. That's going to be a pretty good series, especially if the Panthers can get another win. The Panthers are amazing, of course. They were an eight seed, much like their right. their uh, in-city brethren at the Miami Heat, um, both eight seeds that have played their way to the finals in the, in the championship round. Uh, and Florida, of course, took out 
the the historically good Boston Bruins in the first round with a comeback from down three to one. So ten and zero yeah. in overtime wins. Yeah, in overtime. This, but Ty, you're right about which the, in the, ten the, overtime games, a lot of games in overtime. In the it's playoffs. either seven and zero. This I think they've won ten straight going back to the last Stanley Cup playoffs. But I know they've won at least seven in a row, which is I mean that's crazy. Boy, they got some big dudes in net. Those guys are like well, they six eight. They scored on their uh, well. Aiden Hill's huge for Vegas, man. Um, but Carolina or Florida scored on their first shot attempt of overtime. It was, I mean, it was a wrister from pretty, pretty, pretty deep. Um, great shot. I had I had Vegas, so I was pretty disappointed. Um, Florida pulled their goalie with like two and a half minutes left, and like instantly got a goal that tied it up, and then it went into overtime. Vegas, you know, controlled mm-hmm. most of the overtime period, and then, like I said, all it takes is one shot, and and Florida got it done. And they're they're very good if they get you to overtime. That's essentially yeah. what Ty is saying. Uh, with that, and of course, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma, very very good, Man. regardless. And uh, uh, I was watching what I was watching, but I also was just kind of keeping up with the Astros game. Um, and now, now Jordan Alvarez has an oblique issue. That can't be good. Houston just doesn't score enough runs right now. Uh, the Framer, how did did Valdez not pitch well yesterday? He pitched fine. They just rallied for a couple of runs. Um, you know, three runs in the fifth, but. Again, if the Astros score four or more runs, they win almost every game. Uh, when they don't, they, I mean, they, but it's too often that they only score one or two or three runs, and um, you know, that's that's not going to get it done. They need more from uh, from the, the entirety of their lineup. Uh, but and Alvarez has carried them to a lot of wins, and let's hope he's not out for for too long. If you're an Astros fan, we'll keep an eye on that story. They're playing Cleveland this weekend. Rangers are in Tampa to play the Rays in a, in a great series. You're going to be locked in on that there, T.Y.? you got a 46-win team and a 40-win team on June 9th. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. This is going to be a good weekend of baseball. Uh, college, and you'll be at the high school game tonight to see your Westlake Shaps, and good luck to them as they head out. of high school, college, and pro this weekend on display for sure. Hey, coming up, uh, we got some b facts of the day this hour. Also, essentially the man who brokered the deal between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour and the PIF, uh, has laid out the parameters from his perspective of what this deal will look like, and some people uh, doubting uh, the you know some of the some of the claims being made. Uh, the architect of the PJ Tour deal, and we'll hear from him coming up in our in our next hour as golf tries to to move forward. But there's still a lot of animosity uh, in this conversation. But we're talking some some NFL football to start the show with the Dalvin Cook release, and would the Cowboys be interested? You know, ESPN uh, ranked. Every team, you know, pretty much every roster is set as outside of, you know, the, the, the Dalvin Cook move and where he's going to land, DeAndre Hopkins. And ESPN ranked the uh, the top teams, their core of talent. Which teams have the best core talent in all of pro football? I want to see if you guys agree with their rankings. ESPN has ranked them. Um, they ranked the Dallas Cowboys sixth, sixth uh, in, in a ranking of core talent across the board. Is that about where you see the Cowboys there, Ty and Buck? Well, who do they have ahead of them? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I was going to say number six. Uh, number one Just would be the, the top five, the Kansas City Chiefs, according to ESPN. Yeah, as long as that guy's quarterback, That's it doesn't fair. matter. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter who else they have on on their offense. And I still don't wonder if, if DeAndre Hopkins ends up there. I haven't heard much on D Hop. I did see a note where D Hop may wait all the way till training camp to make Uh-oh. a decision. Hell yeah. like we've been After saying, training camp, it, it's going to depend on if he wants to make some money or if he wants to win a Super Bowl. There's not very many places you can do. Accomplish both those goals at this point in the offseason with cap cap limitations. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, probably need to go to Kansas City. They've yeah, been sign a minimum deal. Three of the last five, and they've been sure. in five straight AFC Championship games and been in overtime in those championships. I mean, the Cardinals games. already paying that dude this year, right? Yeah. Like he's getting he's getting checks from them. 
Cincinnati ranked second with Joe Burrow. Um, and, of course, the receiving duo of T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase, um, they're, they're pretty loaded. They lost some defensive personnel in Cincinnati this offseason, but they added uh, the big left tackle from Kansas City, Zeus Brown, uh, Orlando Brown, to protect Joe Burrow's backside. The Bengals believe if they can protect Joe Burrow better, you know his numbers will even increase, right? He's been as productive as any quarterback in the league the last couple of Under years. Duress. But he's been sacked and harassed, and their offensive line's been leaky. Uh, they their big priority this off. Remember they they brought in two or three new offensive linemen last year, including the former Cowboy um, Lael Collins. Collins, and now they add the a Pro Bowl left tackle who Kansas City couldn't afford with their you know you can't keep everybody in Kansas City. Uh, so Cincinnati at two, they've. Uh, They've been obviously emerged as maybe the second best team in the AFC. Uh, on the list of core talent, three Philadelphia. Three Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And who can doubt that with Jalen Hurts? And gosh, there's reports that DeAndre Hopkins is considering the Eagles as well to play with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and <laughs> everything that they have there. Plus, they upgraded their defense this offseason, uh, drafting all those Georgia players in the draft in April to go with uh, the veterans they already have. So, core talent, Philadelphia. Uh, then they have the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins as four in core talent. We buying that? That's a that's a pretty quick. Obviously, the acquisition of Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill last year, you know, adds a Bradley Chubb last year as well during yeah, the season. Yeah, they also yeah they, Jalen they, Ramsey in the off season. They yeah, have, Ramsey in the offense. They have a lot. Of, they yes. have a lot of top end talent. Their roster kind of reminds me of what the Rams had a few years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're. I mean, when you acquire Tyreek Hill, who's as dynamic a weapon as the league has. Yeah, they'll get in there. Go with, they'll they, get close to Super Bowl, or maybe get to the Super Bowl, and then that whole thing will be dismantled. No, I don't think so. I don't they, think they're built that way. I think they have a two to three year window right here. Well, look, I mean, with they, Tua. Well, they, if he, he stays healthy, healthy yes. Yeah. Now they acquired Tyree Kill and then gave him a big contract, but they acquired Bradley Chubb uh, to be a pass rusher. I mean, I like their team, uh, and you know the, the salary cap's about to go up um, significantly when these new TV deals and the Amazon deal kick in. Yeah, Tyree Kill talks about retirement after this after this um, contract is up. He's talking about I'm done. Yeah, maybe um, until that new money comes up. Huh. Uh, you know, why would Tyree Hill retire? No one ever. Oh no, he's him. already talked about that. He talked. He never about gets that. hit. What does he care? Has anybody ever, have you ever seen Tyree Hill get hit? He barely gets tackled. I mean, the guy he's probably watching his teammate <laughs> lay on the ground with yeah. his fingers all crumpled up. That probably, yeah. probably set you straight a little that bit. Will and that becomes the question of Miami with Tua. I mean, I do think Tua is a really good quarterback, but you know, in that offense, especially where the weapons are so dynamic, it makes it makes his job. Um, yeah, he's got to be the guy that makes it go. Yeah, and he's got to stay healthy. He's got to be available. The best, best, the best ability ability is dependability, and they need him to be able to be there. And that group um, has always got to be looking for a quarterback, don't they? In Miami, they signed a backup, Mike White from the Jets, and who, they and they saw Skylar Thompson, who started the playoff game last year. And then they have Buffalo at number five of, of top five for core talent. You know, ranking the core talent in, in the NFL. With Josh Allen, and um, you know, I still question their pass rush. You know, Vaughn Miller, I guess, is coming back uh, from the knee injury. I shouldn't say guess he is. He'll he'll be back. I don't know how healthy he'll be and how quickly he can get there. Because remember, he got hurt in the middle of last year, and they he was in, he was having an impact on their defense before he got hurt. Yeah, and then they still have to get from Houston, correct? At Oliver, yeah, they, he's an interior pass rusher. They, they uh, extended him this offseason, but did. they lost Tremaine Edwards. Yes, their who, big tall middle, middle linebacker. linebacker. He went to Chicago. Uh, part of the free agent flurry for the Bears there. So, yeah, Buffalo top five. They have the Cowboys just outside the top five at number six. Their core players include Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, Zach Martin, and Trevon Diggs. 
and they gave a score to everybody. But, you know, Dak Prescott becomes the question mark. I think, you know, talk about the defense. I think the Cowboys may have the best defensive personnel in the league right now. I mean, do, you know, tell me. They're either six or five, maybe, to me. I think that, I think that's a fair ranking. Tell me, but, because the teams we're talking about at the top five are, are, are more offensive-based. Offensive the Cowboys mm-hmm. are based in defense. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia had a good defense last year. But, you know, Kansas City is an offensively-based team. Cincinnati plays better defense than people give them credit for, but they're based around Joe Burrow and those receivers. Uh, you know, Philadelphia pretty well-balanced, but, uh, you know, offensive-heavy. And then Miami, uh, even with the addition of Bradley Chubb and, and Jalen Ramsey, you would say probably Offense. more of an offensive team. The sure. Cowboys are admittedly wanting to go the other way, zagging while everybody zigs. They want to be a defensive team that wins kind of old school. They still and, got uh, weapons, though. Well, when I when I say the, the the core talent, I mean the Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, duo rushing the quarterback uh, to keep all the the key free agents that they did, and then add um, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, to play opposite of Trevon Diggs, I mean that's pretty impressive. And Dan Quinn at the the mandatory mini camps this week has talked about how he's just fallen in love with Stephon Gilmore. And he said when when the Cowboys traded for Gilmore, he said he got about ten or fifteen text messages from colleagues of his who said, "Man, you're going to love this guy. This is a DQ kind of guy. This is the kind of guy you want to play for you." And he said they've all been right. This guy is a hard worker. Uh, he just shows up and and wants to to get the work done. Or he knows a, how to play the defense. Whatever you put in as a defense, yep. he's going to know how to play it. And this guy, you know, was a defensive player of the year at the cornerback position. In New England, playing, right? Yeah, while yeah. playing for Bill Belichick. So, uh, and when you when we talk about pick your poison, you know, with the Cowboys last year, if you didn't want to, you know, throw to the side of Trevon Diggs because he's such a you know, you know, ball hunter, you could just go to the other side, and you, well, you had Anthony, an advantage. Anthony Brown and Kelvin Joseph were Terrible. getting burned every yeah. single play. So you just said, you know what, we won't mess with seven. We'll go over here. Sure. And we know we've got plus you, you know, against the Cowboys last year, you could run the ball. And then you always had that other side where you felt like you could create an advantage. And, and um, you know, even with that, the Cowboys were pretty darn good. But this is where the Cowboys add Stephon Gilmore. They bring back Leighton Van Der Esch in the middle, who helps their run defense in a big way. And they draft uh, Mozzie Smith, the uh, first-round pick out of Michigan, who also, Buck, is getting rave reviews. I know it's just mini camps. And, yeah, and, they've got to stop the run. Well, I mean, Jonathan Hankins at the mandatory mini camp said, this dude is one of the strongest people I've ever been around. He said, he's only a freshman, rookie freshman, but man, he is a powerhouse. And, and that, Jonathan Hankins isn't, no, like, he isn't no. a small man oh, either. No, no. <laughs> Snacks, this that's dude, his nickname, right? Yeah, well, yeah. but this dude, uh, remember we, we told you when the Cowboys drafted the kid out of Michigan, last year at the start of the season, the Athletic.com's Bruce Feldman had him as his number one freak in college football. He had that freak list of freaky athletes playing college football. And number one on the list was Mozzie Smith just because of his sheer size and strength and his his just, you know, unbelievable lower body power to go with the, the, the core strength. And, look, he's not going to help you pass rush, but you don't need pass rush for him. You need, need to, to hold the up run. the line, yep. uh, be the point of attack that you can't move. Let and the let other those guys run, run to the ball. Uh, so, look, I like a lot of what the Cowboys are doing on the defensive side. Plus to have Dan Quinn back for a third time, third year. You know, he could have had head coaching jobs each of the last two off seasons, and he turned them down to come back and run this Cowboys defense. So the team more, more and more familiar with what he wants to do, and now they've added even more pieces on that side. You can see why Mike McCarthy wants to protect the ball and uh, build around that defense. So Cowboys number six, uh, we'll take your thoughts on that. Core teams and uh, um, you know who are the best teams in the NFL. Never too early to start talking about the National. Football League on top of a big baseball weekend. Coming up, it is uh, uh, some B&E facts of the day. But here's Craig Way with the Craig Way Report.
It's Bucky and Aaron. That's right, Friday on B&E. It's a good Friday tune to get you ready for the weekend. Second weekend of June. Bucky is, uh, Buck said the temperature's rising. The heat is coming, boy. It is uh, warm and getting warmer in Central Texas, but that's to be expected this time of year. Yep. There's a chance for some rain today. Another one of those uh, spring showers could roll through at some point, but uh, probably not a washout of any kind. The temperatures in the uh, mid to upper 90s today and tomorrow, as you said, into the triple digits next week. How about some B&E facts of the day, Buck? Did you see uh, Co- Cody Clemens walk it off for the Phillies last I night? Did. Major League Baseball. Uh, Roger's son, of course, lifetime Longhorn with the game-winning hit. And the Phillies got a big win over Detroit. He's, he's carving out himself a spot in the, in the show. I mean, uh-huh. he's he's been m- making big hits for the past few years for both Detroit and Philly this year. Good for him. Cody Clemens with a walk-off hit, 3-2. Uh, to two. Uh, Phillies get a nice win. Uh, and, yes, I like, I like those old-school Phillies uniforms. Oh, yeah, the, they're back the, with the blues. The toothpaste blue that they wear, like the uh, – the, 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 When did the they wear blues. those? Oh, back when I was a kid. Steve and, Carlton was pitching. Yeah, Steve Carlton. And uh, when, when our the, man – Where the P on the hat has blue in it, too. Yeah, yeah. When, our, when our man Keith Moreland. Larry Boa. Old Zonk was playing for the Philadelphia Phillies back in the day. Yeah, they were – Pete Rose was on that team. Because mm-hmm. uh, I remember the Astros series with the Phillies in 1980. Still a heartbreaking series for Astro fans. To say the least, Nolan Ryan. God, I forget the colors. I forget what they had. I think they had white with the with the stripes. When Dick Allen, Richie Allen, I like those uh, unis. It just brings back the old school uh, memories. Um, here's your here's your other B and E fact of the day because I know Ty's been worried about the video game. Ty's mad about the video game. The College Football Players Association, I don't even know that there was such a thing, is organizing a boycott of the 2024 EA Sports College Football video game. Says they should just opt not opt into it. It's a ridiculously low amount of money. Athletes are being expected to be given five hundred bucks. I told you all yesterday. I know. Y'all looks at me like I was crazy. Well, I didn't. Didn't you? I know the video game. Like you're not into the like. This is very important to me. I know it is. They're planning to launch it. College athletes are participating in, in uh, group licensing deals, and, and they're 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 opting out. It's going to be they're going to get low ball. People are going to opt in. It's it's you can't offer much more than that because then you open up if you open up the the conversation to like having these guys being able to get like, Oh, I want a million dollars for my name to be in it. And then he's like, Oh, he got a million dollars. Let me give me a million dollars. It's, I mean, $500 is low. I think the Madden players get like $15,000, but there's way less guys in the NFL. That's right. Um, Compared to I, I mean, how many college football players are going to be on and the they're, video They're just going to be like, all right, sure. Then we'll just put in the AI generated, you know, name and, and sure. picture whatever. So I, I think it would be cool if every, if everything was accurate, but the likelihood of that happening is very low. Yeah, that's a good point. How you haven't you... seen Charles Barkley in any NBA game ever. Right. Somebody said Michael Jack Schmidt. Yeah, Mike Schmidt on the Philly teams at the hot corner, no doubt. Greg Luzinski. Greg Luzinski. Uh, also from the B&E Facts of the Day category, how about the Nuggets? Uh, they'll play a game for the NBA Finals this weekend. Nuggets have scored 48 more points in the paint than the Heat so far, most in three through three games of a Finals. Last time that the, was this dominant in the paint was Shaquille O'Neal. In 2001, and we've drawn the comparison with this Nuggets team to the Shaq-Kobe teams of the early 2000s because of its dynamic duo. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, I finally, not finally, it was interesting to hear, you know, really good basketball analysts starting to have the conversation about Nikola Jokic yesterday in the wake of his first ever 30-point, 20-rebound triple-double in Game 3. It had never been done before in a Finals game. You know, is 
and, and I know we'll, you know, we, people get accused of prisoner of the moment and uh, not remembering history, but it's a fair question to say, is Nikola Jokic having the best postseason run a big man's ever had? And I know that sounds a lot, but he's doing things no one's ever done. He's dominating the game in a way no big man has ever dominated the game. And look, I'm, a, I'm a, the biggest Akeem Olajuwon fan there's ever been. I know there are Tim Duncan and David Robinson fans that listen, and uh, we've seen some incredible Shaquille O'Neal, for crying out loud. But this guy's doing things that those guys never did. I mean, his ability to, to spread the floor and shoot it, to take it down low, and then to pass and set up teammates. I mean, this guy is hes having an unbelievable run. And uh, as we said, it could be the first of many. He's only 28 years old. Uh, but I'm glad to see that a humble superstar like him who, who shies away from the spotlight in a league and in a, in a sports you know era where everyone's running to the spotlight, this guy is more Tim Duncan, kind of Mike Troutish in the way that they, they, they don't really want the attention in the media. This guy deserves every piece he can get because he is unbelievable. Uh, you're you know going to be 68 at the end of the month. Like, have you ever seen a player like him? I mean, ever? Besides I mean, I, Kareem. Ooh. Was Kareem as good a passer? Not like this. But Kareem was... Way more, or he was way more athletic, right? I, I don't. I mean, no, I, I, I think everybody mistakes this guy for not being athletic. He's just big. He's, he's lumpy. And, no, he's got, mean, got him. Well, get, here's where, here's where he's taking the next step. Look, this guy's already won two MVPs, but by his own admittance, by the end of the year, he was wearing down. And this offseason, he really dedicated himself to getting his body in dude, shape. Three hundred eighty-five pounds is hard to lug around. He's not three hundred eighty-five. It's two hundred eighty-five, right? Uh, I bet he's about I'm, 300. I'm going to say he's three. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, probably three bills. I haven't seen his weight, but I, he's down in weight, and and he just he does things. You know, the the, the total package I, we've never seen in a big man, and I know that's that's prisoner of the moment. Hyperbole. No, Kareem couldn't bring the ball up the court no. like that. No, and it it makes them almost impossible to defend, and uh, just like Shaq did in his era. Akeem, I mean, Akeem Olajuwon was the most athletic big man I've ever seen, and you know his block shot. I mean, Akeem would have Nikola Jokic on the defensive end because he was such a shot blocker. That's the only knock you can put on Jokic is that he. But I mean, before this year, the knocks on Jokic were he's not a great defensive player, and he wears down. He's just not in great shape. Uh, well, this year he's in great shape, and he's he's actually getting stronger as games go on and as the season goes on. He's still not a great shot blocker, but he's a good defensive player. He's in the right place. He moves his feet. Uh, he he jumps passing lanes. He's not a bad defensive player. He's not a liability on that end by any stretch. So he's a smart rebounder. He knows he how is. to 